Welcome to Restore a Child. Restore a Child provides for the basic needs of orphans and underprivileged children. We accomplish this by providing protection, nutrition, education, and health care. Our goal is to help children develop into productive adults. Welcome again. I'm your host, Ed Turner. It's been called a mega crisis, and yet very few of us have heard about it. And that's the potential loss of millions of lives of women and children, the loss potentially equal to the Holocaust of World War II. It's called South Sudan. Hi, I'm pleased again to have in the studio Norma Nashid, founder and president of Restore a Child. If you remember our previous podcast, Norma was just getting ready to spend three weeks in Haiti. So Norma, before we talk about the mega crisis in South Sudan, give us a brief update on your trip to Haiti. In March, I went to Haiti and spent three and a half weeks. The first week was at the school Restore a Child Academy that we built in 2014. Now we have 200 children, not only receiving quality education. We talked before about education. Kids cannot read, even going to school three years. I tested the children in math and reading, vocabulary and writing, and it was amazing. You know, the results were great, and I'm very happy. And uh, also the good thing is not education, because kids come to school without having eaten anything, so they cannot focus on their studies. But we feed them, give them a snack in the morning, and we give them a nutritious cooked meal every day at noon. If I remember correctly, you have, what, six grades there? We are building the sixth grade uh, school uh, class this year. I also went to our new project in Boha and where we are building a vocational training school, teaching agriculture, woodwork, construction, and other stuff. And the, on that trip, we had 65 volunteers from Andrews University, Southern Adventist University, and a church in Lodi, California. And uh, during that trip, they interacted with the kids, you know, they're teaching the kids art and singing and feeding the children every day. And also, uh, they helped us build uh, a kitchen, which we did not have. I used to squat on the ground doing the cooking and the washing of the dishes. So this is a great improvement. They paid for it. And uh, Andrews University is uh, starting the first chapter for Restore a Child at Andrews University in Burien Springs, Michigan. So when do you go back again? I go back uh, maybe around October. Okay, October. Well, that sounds like an exciting trip, and you got a lot accomplished. Let's move on now to the situation in South Sudan and the mega crisis. Give us some some of the statistics which are shocking. The history 
of South Sudan has been very, you know, sad with the civil war and the ethnic and the religious cleansing for decades until South Sudan got its independence recently. It's the newest country in the world, isn't it? It is the newest nation, independent yeah. nation in the world. Are these terrorists that are causing the problem? or Well... Because I understand that they come in and take all the men and kill them, all the husbands. Yes, they are brutal and uh, they do kill the men. And so there are you know, thousands of uh, widows and orphans now. And because the women are afraid, they have nobody to protect them. They are fleeing now South Sudan, going to Uganda. And there are 10 refugee camps in Uganda. And they have, you know, three, one of them has 300,000 people. Wow. So um, we're gonna think we're gonna talk about it a little later. We have a feeding program in Uganda, correct? Yes, because we believe in the biblical mandate, which says, I was hungry and you fed me. And so this is one of the, you know, feeding children is very, is primary to us. However, we focus also on education because education is what gives, you know, children hope and the future. So we do, we have five initiatives in, <clears throat> in Restore a Child, and two of those we're doing in, um, in South Sudan, which is education and feeding. Just tell us very briefly, how did Restore a Child get started in South Sudan? I've always, you know, I'm from Jordan, the country of Jordan, which is not too far from South Sudan. South Sudan is close to Egypt. Anyway. And they speak Arabic and they would come to Jordan, some of them, very, very poor. And they intrigued me as a little girl because of their color. They were quite very, very dark. And so I felt sorry for them because they were very poor. They would be selling few peanuts and things like that. So they were in my heart for a long time. And so when I started this ministry from the first year, I knew I wanted to help South Sudan, but I couldn't go to South Sudan and I have many friends in Egypt and there were students from South Sudan there. So in 2000, in the year 2000, I started reaching out to the Sudanese students in Egypt to help them. Then I thought of helping the South Sudanese in, in Egypt because this is, I have people there I can rely on and to find them for me. Talk a little bit more about the two initiatives, education and the feeding. Yes, uh, then, you know, for a few years, I continued that, and then I knew that it is time to reach to the people in South Sudan because of the civil war there. And uh, education, I said, is very important. So through our board members, our board members travel extensively to these countries and they can really help us saving money and time by identifying the needs and taking resources and bringing back reports and photos. And through them, I found out about some schools that have orphans and they need education. They cannot pay you know, their tuition. 
and also we started the feeding in schools. I have uh, seen some of the pictures from South Sudan. I remember one picture you showed me of a little boy had, I think he had a green shirt on. What a sad story. Why don't you tell our listeners that story? This is one of many stories of children. And uh, his name is Simon Tabule. And uh, he's five years old, but very smart. And actually, he will be in first grade next year. He'll be six years old in first grade. He's very smart. And his father, he, they had no food. His father left the, the refugee camp to go look for food. During that time, somebody captured him and cut him into pieces. Mm. Well, so I think probably some of our listeners would want to know what specifically can they do to help alleviate this suffering? I mean, it's, a, it's a mega crisis. You know, it is very obvious. What they need is food. Number one is food. I will tell you, in the U.S., every year, annually, the United States spends $60 billion on losing weight loss. Weight loss. And how much people put on the weight, eat, eat more than they should, and then they spend so much billions to take that weight off, while billions are dying around the world. Doesn't make any sense, does it? No. Yeah. It's so <laughs> wrong, you know. So, you know, the first thing we do is feed the children. And then, of course, the widows and sick people. But we focus on the children first. How can I, as a donor, be sure that my dollars are actually going to get to these children? Because you and I both know the corruption and political turmoil and everything else in some of these countries is horrific. Yes, you know, we don't give governments and we don't take from governments. We don't want to deal with governments funding because they restrict you on what you can do. And the, the best way is to make sure that the people get the food. And so when we take the money, we personally go and buy the food and go to refugee camps, go to the orphans and widows, those who are starving, and we distribute the food. We cook for them a meal just to have them something special, but also we give them food for a month or so. So our listeners can be assured that their money, their donations go for the intended use. Not only their money, 100% of their donations will go to the to these children and for the intended purpose because we have other friends who cover any small overhead expense. Okay. And I think I've mentioned this before that uh, Restore the Child has one of the lowest overheads of any of the nonprofit uh, in this uh, whole field. I think the average runs around 25, 27%. And if I remember correctly, I heard something like 5 to 6% for Restore a Child, which is fantastic. Norman, before we sign off on this podcast, tell us where you're going to be traveling in the near future. We, I will be traveling in August to Tanzania, to the Maasai land, where we have built a school in 2009. And we are building more schools for the Maasai children. And hopefully we'll start doing some orphanages for those who are no parents for them. So I will be traveling with Friedensau University from Germany, 
with a group of doctors and different people for two, three weeks. And then we are also building two orphanages in near Dar es Salaam. So we have three projects there. And we have another school that we built in 2009, and it's in Arusha. And that's a vocational training school. And then I plan to go to South Sudan. I want to see these children, and I want personally to help them. Thanks again for what you're doing to rescue, restore. Now, usually there's two ways that people can participate. They can donate money or they can volunteer to go on one of these trips. However, with South Sudan, there are no volunteers because the political turmoil and how dangerous it is over there. So how can people donate? People can help a child by sponsoring, feeding them for 50 cents a day. That is $15 a month. Or they can send a child to school for $10 a month. Or they can do both, feeding and sending a child to school, which is $25 a month. Norma, thanks again for everything you're doing to rescue and restore children at risk. May God continue to bless you, keep you safe, and keep you in good health. If any of your listeners want to get in touch with Norma, uh, you can write her at Norma at restoreachild.org. That's Norma at restoreachild.org. Also remember, you can subscribe to this podcast on both Podbean and iTunes. Yes, we're now listed in iTunes, one of the largest databases in the world. And by subscribing, you will automatically get notified when a new product is published. We'd also like you to like us on Facebook. Be aware that we are quite active in social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, YouTube. That way you can keep in touch with us and know what's actually going on. And so in conclusion, to each of you I say, thank you for listening. <laughs>